Welcome to Innovo Radio, your place to gather insight and wisdom for creating healthy organizations. Discover how to uncover defects in your organization and find ways to be a powerful force of change for your organization. Here's your host, David Phillips. Hey, how are you? This is David from Innova Radio. Sorry it has taken a while to get back into this um, mode. Life events have happened, and um, it's just taken me some time to get back into um, the podcasting mode on this channel. Um, uh, but hopefully uh, I'm in a place now where we, I can do something once a month or at least um, hopefully every other week or so. So I want to talk today about how to lead other people when you're not the leader. Uh, I'm a Christian and I enjoy reading scripture, reading the Bible. And lately I've spent time in the in the book of Daniel, in the Old Testament book of Daniel. And Daniel was a young man um, in in the nation of Israel, or Judah specifically. Um, and when Nebuchadnezzar invaded that region and conquered um, Judah one of the things he did is he took all of the bright young men and their families, young boys and their families, back to Babylon um, for an indoctrination process. Uh, and he took the, bre- the best and the brightest with the, with the hope of indoctrinating them and training them and making them part of his kingdom. And part of that process involved food. It involved uh, feeding the kids um, the rich food from the king's table. Daniel and three of his friends, uh, who uh, are we come to know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, were trying to stay um, faithful to the teachings of uh, of the Jewish faith, specifically in the teachings um, of what they ate and how they ate and when they ate and all those kinds of things. And so they, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego asked the, the king's uh, assistant, chief of staff, if they could just have vegetables and water is for their meals instead of the rich food from the king. And the chief of staff was worried that they would not look healthy like uh, or look like the other um, the other boys that were in the in the program and that Nebuchadnezzar would have his head. Which is understandable. Uh, you don't want to displease the king. Uh, so, 
they were they were shot down with that request. Well, Daniel and the 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 three other boys um, looked for another option, and so when the the attendant who was uh, essentially the servant for these four boys came to them and was getting, you know, talking with them and maybe even brought them the king's food. Um, they, they asked him, could you please just bring us vegetables and water? And, uh, and, and instead of making it an absolute, they said, uh, let's just do a trial for 10 days and see how things work out. Give us 10 days to show you that we can be as healthy and as, as well as the other boys in this program. And if we're not, fine, we'll go back to, eat, to, to eating the king's food. But if you would give us 10 days... We would appreciate that. And so the attendant agreed. Now here's here's a couple of things that come out of that in leading someone when you're not the leader or essentially getting, getting what you need to stay faithful to your commitment to your belief system when you're not the the leader when you're not the boss because there are times when when we can be so strong-willed about what we think should happen or what is happening that if we're told no like Daniel and his friends were um, by the chief of staff we, get, we can get very mean, we can get very angry, and we can lash out. And the, the, the problem with that is it, it can cost us. It can cost us a lot. It can cost us um, our job. It can cost us relationships. It can cost us um, status. It can cost us... Um, you know, various things. So what we need to, what we need to do in that, in that is, is be willing to come up with a variety of options, hoping we get the one we really want to, to, to get, but but having options that that could be a compromise for all parties. You know, Daniel made that initial request, and he was told no. And so he looked for other options. You know, let's do a trial, see how it goes. Um, and then he talked to the one to to someone else. And it was to that person that 
he proposed the trial run in the food. So he, so he talked to someone else. He um, he came up with uh, another option, and the the attendant agreed. But we so sometimes get so emotionally focused and fixated on the one idea that we either refuse to consider options or or we just can't see any other options. So we don't give people a different way to help us. We don't give them an avenue to help us. We don't lead them effectively. Because you can lead top down, but you can also lead bottom up. I'll give you I'll give you an example. I uh, was working for a startup back in the early 2000s. And we were having problems um, with code that were sitting the that was running the application that we had developed and the code the 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 server environment in the in production um was we had uh load balanced web servers which means the traffic was split between different um between multiple servers and we had uh, what's called cluster databases, which meant essentially, in, in in our configuration, if one database server went down, the other would would pick back up, and they would share the data. Um, they would share that data throughout the day, so um, transactions would come in into the database, and they would then get pushed out. They would get. Uh, come into the primary database and then get pushed out to the secondary database. And the the problem is we can never figure out what was causing the issues because we did not have um, an identical environment in our development and staging areas to what was in production. So we weren't, we couldn't replicate the issue. So as a team, we understood that we were going to have to go to the bosses and ask for money to get an identical environment uh, in our developments, you know, in our development framework. And so we decided that the best thing to do with these, the owners of the company, um, was to do a presentation and in doing that presentation to them um, we laid out you know here's the reality here's what's going on Um, here is the the cost of not being able to figure out what some of these issues are and here are our options to try to solve this problem. And one of them was uh, an identical environment to what we had in our production. We offered several other options as well, but we 
we framed it and we structured it so that the best option was the last option. We essentially went from worst options to best options. And we gave them the ability to decide on their own after seeing the risks and the benefits so that they would feel like they had ownership in the decision. And they essentially gave us what we asked for. But but in that process, we knew that the we could not just say, this is what it's going to take, and this is the only thing we can do. We had to give them options and explain the risks and the rewards, the benefits uh, of all of that. So you've, we led them in making the decision by giving them options. But sometimes we get so, so emotionally attached and so fixated on what we want that we don't go through that process. And and if, and if we don't do that, if we stay so fixated and, and refuse to consider options or, or, or even to, to be able to come up with our, uh, other options, you know, essentially this, this guarantees that, that we're likely not going to get our way, not going to get what we want, and we can tick people off, burn bridges, and if they don't fire us, they would be likely to not want to help us in the future. So it damages the relationships that we may need down the road. So what can we do? How can we lead people? And it's not manipulation per se, but, but, but it's influencing them in that decision-making process. So what can we do? Well, first, we've got to learn to disassociate the emotions from the ask. Even if we're hurting, the, the, the emotions only create tension and anger. And, and we may hit that person up on a bad day when they've got struggles and frustrations and stress in their life. And when you have, when you have an emotionally charged person coming at someone who is stressed or lots of tension, then that's just a recipe for disaster. It can all go really, really bad. So the first thing we got to do is we've got to work. And this is a mental thing. This is a mindset thing. You've got to let the prefrontal cortex, the front part of your brain, the decision-making part of your brain, or the, the, the primary decision-making part, part of your brain, the kind of the controlling, breaking part of your brain, we've got we've to gotta train that and get that to put the brakes on our emotions so that we can think outside of the of the ask and essentially disassociate those emotions from the ask. So 
one of the ways that I've found to that helps me is to write everything out. Now, I'm not talking about sending an email blast to anybody. I'm not talking about putting it on social media. I'm just talking about sitting down, pen and paper. I that that works really good for me. Um, but if not, then you know, just Notepad or Google Docs or you know whatever you've got that you can do it digitally. Just write it out. Write out, write it all out, including the emotions. Just don't send it. Don't give it to anybody. Don't. Just write it out. And then sleep on it. And then revise the ideas logically a day or two later. Structure it so that you can present options and that those options that within those options you give the the risks and the rewards the ups and the upside the downside and then structure those uh, those options from what you least desire to what you most desire be honest have integrity, um, but you know, work your way from the the one you don't want, even if it is an option, to the one you really want, and and frame it as the best option. And in doing that, you might actually come up with several other options to um, to accomplish what you need that that are better than the one you th- you originally had and and then again just work through those and develop them visually in your head get it from your head to to paper or you know notepad or again whatever and then and then share that Schedule time on the on your on your boss's calendar. Schedule time uh, on the leader's calendar, and then go and and ha- at, you know explain everything and kind of work through those options. If if you give people options and frame it well, then it's very likely that you could get what you. The, the option you want, what you really want, how you want it done, how you want it accomplished, without, um, in, in a way that the that the leader, in a way that the boss thinks is is, you know, they get to participate in that decision, and they don't feel like you're cramming it down their throat. And so there are ways to lead people. Um, to to get the desired outcome. And again, this is not manipulation. This is just working in your own mind to come up with options, to even get someone to help you come up with other options because you can't always get what you want. I mean, 
physically, uh, physically you might not be able to get what you want. Um, financially, you might not be able to get what you want. Um, you know, all of that. And so allow for options and don't be fixated on only one. And if you do that, then you can lead your leaders, lead the people above you, lead your boss in a direction that you think the, the, the organization may need to go or to, to get what you need to accomplish the idea that's, that's been rattling around your, in your head for six months um, or to get the resources you need to accomplish um, your role within the organization. And so there are times when you need to lead the people who are leading you. And if you can do it without the emotion, now emotions are going to be part of it because emotions are part of our decision making. They're the part. They're part of who we are. We 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 can never really fully disassociate that. But we can we can let those emotions come through in a different way. Um, something other than my way or the highway. Um, and, and in doing so, we get to lead those people who are leading us. And sometimes those people leading us, they may not be great leaders, and so they need to be led themselves. And you can have a, an important role moving the organization forward by doing things like this. So lead those who lead you when you need to do it, when that execution needs to happen. By giving people, giving those leaders options to accomplish what you think needs to happen. And explain to them the, the, the risks and the rewards, the benefits, the upside and the down. And you will become a better leader for it. So try that. And let me know how it goes. Let me know if you're able to, to advance forward um, what you see as opportunities within your organization. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in today. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Powerful Insight. For more up-to-date information and tips to help you on your quest for change, head over to the website at www.wdavidphillips.com and sign up for our newsletter.